There was a lot of drugs going on <laughs> back then at Cannon. Radio Drome. Welcome to another episode of Radio Drome. I am Josh Hadley. Back this week, because apparently he got resurrected from the dead or something, Cecil's here. I have risen. You are risen? I risen. have risen. He has risen. I am back. I was, uh, it was, it was an un, for all the conspiracy theory folks, uh, I didn't leave. It was just a comedy of errors as far as timing goes. I had two weddings I had to go to, uh, just a whole bunch of other stuff. So I'm not going anywhere folks. So you can relax. On the other hand, Peter was supposed to be here and I have a feeling he overslept because he just didn't show. So I, I, I think the radioactive ape is probably radioactive in bed right now well me and me and peter are fighting that's what it is see oh of course that's what it's gotta be of course because <laughs> he was here and i'm not here and now i'm here and he's not here but it screws up it screws up what we were going for because last week we talked about peter and i and it was just the two of us duopolies franchises that only have two movies so it was supposed to be you coming back this week because we were going to talk trilogies but he screwed all that up bastard it happens Go to adamandeve.com, use the promo code DROME, D-R-O-M-E, and you will get 50% off of a single item, three free DVDs, a free sex swing, and free U.S. shipping, all for using the promo code DROME at adamandeve.com. And also, we are now sponsored by NordVPN. What you have to do is go to 1201beyond.com backslash DROMEVPN, and then that'll take you to their site, and we'll get credit for it. Nord is, is basically, nowadays you need a VPN. I think, Cecil, you can attest to this. Protect your data. You can access region-locked content, maybe content you're not supposed to be able to get access to, <clears throat> things like that. And if you go through the website, 1201beyond.com backslash VPN, you can get 75% off of a three-year plan. That's literally only $2.99 a month for three years of safe web surfing. And they have servers all over the world. Honestly, even if even if Nord, Nord didn't sponsor us, I still say it's a great service. Yeah, it's really good stuff. If uh, if you need a VPN, it is uh, the good way to go. So what we're going to talk about tonight, though, is trilogies. What, what I mean by fran franchise trilogies is there are only three movies. Not like, you know, we always say, well, there's the Tommy Jarvis trilogy in the middle of the Friday the 13th franchise, or there's the original Star Wars trilogy, but now there's like, what, 12, 13 movies? No, this is everything. There are only three movies. The only exception being television shows. If there's a, t a TV show later, that doesn't count as part of this. TV movies count. Direct-to-video movies count as a movie. Trilogies of movies. Now, one of them... In a weird way, how do you define a trilogy? Is it a specific series of movies, or would it be if the character appears in more than three movies? Would that disqualify it as a trilogy, even if they're only a minor character or a supporting character in one of the other movies? 
I kind of go just for three movies. If it is a three movies and there is a continuing thread holds them all over, uh, that is really what ties a trilogy together. Not just the fact that there's three movies, the fact that there's three movies and you can watch them and get one complete story. Well, because look, I'm thinking of like the Billy Jack movies because you've got he's in The Born Losers, but he's just part of an ensemble. And then there's Billy Jack, The Trial of Billy Jack, and Billy Jack Goes to Washington. So you have the Billy Jack trilogy, but the character does also appear in The Born Losers. So does that make this not a trilogy? Mm, kind of a spin-off. So I don't know. It, uh, it, it, it really, it's just kind of coming down to a lot of arbitrary rules that don't really, ex- I don't want to say they don't exist, but it's really down to the whims of the person who is, uh, who's saying it. Cause there are various arguments that you could make for just about anything. Well, cause like I said, I- I'm thinking of Billy Jack where he's not, I mean, he is one of the main characters in Born Losers, but like I said, he's, that's an ensemble piece. The other three movies are him. He's the main character. Billy Jack, that's his own. It's almost like like a side trilogy, if you will, you know? And there was going to be a fourth one, though, a fourth actual Billy Jack movie. They ran out of funding because by this point, by the time Billy Jack went to Washington, we're in the early 80s now, okay? And have you ever seen Billy Jack Goes to Washington? Uh, I have not. I... I've seen Billy Jack a bunch of times. But, okay, uh, Trial of Billy Jack blows much. ass. But Billy Jack goes to Washington. He becomes a senator. And he's still kicking people on the side of the face, you know, whumping them, as he puts it, and all this. He's a congressman now or a senator or something like that. And he's trying to stop a, a like, nuclear arms deal or something like that. It's it's like, remember that Simpsons parody where Mel Gibson remade Mr. Smith Goes to Washington? Mm-hmm. It's kind of like that, but for real. <laughs> I'm not joking. It sounds like that could be, it should be magical. But they were making another one, a fourth actual Billy Jack movie, which I guess would be the fifth movie in the Born Losers, where it was going to, they shot half of it, and then they ran out of money, and then they never went back to it. It was set against the backdrop in the early 80s of 42nd Street with Billy Jack fighting child pornographers. I want this movie. Yeah, I'm, I'm completely down for that. But then, like, another one, again, remakes don't count. So the RoboCop remake, we're we're not counting in this. Does RoboCop count as a trilogy because of the Prime Directives miniseries, which was released to video as four movies? So is the RoboCop franchise seven movies or three? I mean, but there's also, I mean, there's the, the TV series. Uh, I, I think like the, it's really a trilogy as far as a movie trilogy. And then the prime directives were so much later. That's another thing too. There's a certain amount of, of distance unless it like is a complete really picking up where the last one left off. Whereas the Prime Directive movies were really just kind of taking the foundation and and going in all sorts of different directions. So really, I don't necessarily consider them... I consider them part of the franchise, obviously, but not really part of what the original story set out to do, not what they did with the original trilogy. Initially, Prime Directives was just a TV miniseries. So I said TV series don't count in my definition of a trilogy. But then after it aired, they were released to video with each segment as a TV movie, you know, Prime Directives Meltdown, Prime Directives Takedown, and it's like, so does that make them TV movies or direct-to-video films after the fact? Sort of, uh, you know, it's, it's, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. Okay, what about, I love two of these three movies, 
Beverly Hills Cop trilogy. Well, there wasn't, uh, there wasn't a, well, they were talking about doing a fourth, but they never did do a fourth, right? Or at least, right? Yeah, they, they never did a fourth. It was supposed to be, I, I'm changing the title to this, London Hills Cop. It was going to be Axel goes to London and look at the wackiness that ensues with Axel Foley in London. That was what it was supposed to be. And then they, they made a TV pilot, uh, four or five years ago where Eddie, you know, Axel is now the captain and his son is the main character. It was for Fox. It never got picked up, but that does exist. I've been looking for it for years. If anyone has an in for that, I really want to see that. And I can't believe Fox never put it out in like a box set as an extra or something. As it stands, Beverly Hills Cop, it's not a good trilogy because there's no way to get around it. Three blows ass. Three, they tried to take elements from the first two and repackage it, but it didn't have the joy or spontaneity or entertainment value of the first two. Like the first one is, is phenomenal. The first one is just fantastic. The second one, I enjoy it. It has some problems, but overall, uh, it's very good. They do try to take some of the beats that they did with the first See, one I, again. I, I'm going to disagree with you on this. I, maybe this is my dissenting opinion, like how I like Fright Night 2 better than Fright Night, but I like Beverly Hills Cop 2 better than Beverly Hills Cop. Wow. That's cool. I mean, I'm, again, it's not a bad movie by any stretch. Uh, I personally don't like it as much as I like the first one, but I can't fault you for liking it. Uh, you know, for liking it more than the first one. I think it's really comes down more to preference. But if you were to say that you like the third one, well, then I'd be like, all right. I, I don't do even want to hear from someone who likes the third <laughs> one the most. I would say if you like the third one, fine. If you like the third one as the best of the trilogy, you're wrong. Well, I, I think with the Beverly Hills Cop movies, and maybe we should do a retrospective at some point on them and do a deep dive into them. I think the, the thing was Martin Brest had made action movies. Then he made Beverly Hills Cop. Then you, you had Tony Scott, action movies, Beverly Hills Cop. Then you had John Landis, comedy movies. It, it was like you, you literally took a left turn, you know? I think that well, that's why the first two worked is these were not comedy directors now making comedies. Now you have a comedy director trying to make a comedy and somehow that's the one that doesn't work. The thing is, like John Landis, the Twilight Zone aside, you know, issue aside, I think that he has done a great job in a lot of times blending genres. Like I thought Innocent Blood was a terrific horror comedy. I think that it's really hard to do action comedy properly. I don't know what happened. I don't know if, if there's some kind of story with Beverly Hills Cop 3. I, I do know really... Eddie Murphy took a lot more quote-unquote creative control. That was one of the things Landis and Murphy did not get along on set because I think two. Di I think they were each trying to make a different film for 3. Which is, is such a shame because they've worked together brilliantly before in like Trading Places and Coming to America. They were just uh, they really, I guess, knew each other's strengths. But I think that around Beverly Hills Cop 3 was when Eddie Murphy's ego was just out of control. And I could see him really pressing on Landis to kind of, no, this is funny. This is the way it should be. And it's funny. Eh, no, it it really wasn't. Also, it did not feel like an R-rated film. I, I may, I'm yeah, going off of memory here. it felt weirdly gelded. Yeah, it, it, cause it, cause especially because the first one, the first one is very violent. Like, you forget how violent it is because there's a lot of humor sprinkled in but you watch the third one and it just it feels 
almost kind of made for TV PG 13 ish. Now, again, like I said, I haven't seen it in quite a while, but I'm just going off of memory, but I have always remembered it being if, if feeling very held back, like it wasn't really going for it. And uh, that may have been another thing of where Eddie Murphy was really pushing more towards, you know, him being the family actor never understood well no no this doesn't happen with all trilogies but that beverly hills cop is indicative of what happens to lots of trilogies you have the surprise hit first film then you have the everything is bigger on every level second film which is not necessarily bad and then you have the ultimately disappointing third film that happens over and over and over and over again like i said that's not always the case I bet you'll have a harder time thinking of a trilogy where that doesn't happen than you will for a trilogy that does. That seems to be the pattern. The third film always seems to be a letdown 99% of the time. The only times when, now this is, I'd say more of a rule of thumb than just across the board, but I think if they were filmed as a trilogy from the get-go or planned as a trilogy from the get-go, there's a higher chance that the third one is not going to be a letdown. But it always seems where, like you said, if the first one is a surprise hit, they do the sequel, which kind of one-ups things. And then the third one, there's a lot more studio involvement because they want, you know, the, the third movie to be an even bigger success than one and two. And instead of just letting things go, they have to, well, we need to appeal to this crowd and this crowd and this crowd. And then it ends up being, uh, you know, crap. So I think if it's something like, for example, the Lord of the Rings films, where it was a planned trilogy, they shot them all in one go. And so the quality was consistent. The actors were consistent. Everything was just consistent across the board. A lot of expectations from both the studio and the public whenever there is a third film that comes out that wasn't planned from the beginning and there is a much higher chance of it being a failure because it's just it can't live up to the first two well and sometimes you have that when it's a a cult franchise that then some for some weird reason goes mainstream you claim that the evil dead movies are not a trilogy i'm saying the remake is a remake bruce campbell's little appearance is a joke not actually supposed to be ash because for one thing bruce campbell calls the movie a remake the director of it calls it a remake producer rob tappert calls it a remake they are now talking about doing the fourth evil dead movie bruce campbell's four second cameo in the post credits is an in joke not an actual supposed to be this is in continuity with army of darkness and all that I don't like I don't know for for somebody who has the theory of all of the things that were connected because of the Saint Elsewhere thing. I think that it's kind of funny that you won't accept that as being uh, in part of the continuity of that. I think uh, having Bruce Campbell at the end was a way to kind of tie them together and whether or not it was an in-joke, it really uh, exploded and after they were um, doing it they were talking about uh, having the Evil Dead, the next one, whatever they were going to call it, uh, was going to be a tie-in between the two, between Ash and, and between the new... That was supposed uh, to be new... different dimensions being pulled together. I.e., this does not take place in continuity with the other three. Eh, Evil Dead in general is taking place in alternate dimensions. I mean, he goes to the quote-unquote past. That's not an alternate dimension, though. But but it is is an alternate history. No, if they'd made Future Dead, that would have been different. Mm -hmm. Because that would have been a very alternate. I guess I'm a little more lax on it i don't think it uh and and it, the thing is it was different enough it, it didn't think it, it didn't feel like a straight up 
remake. It did feel like a, a re-envisioning uh, of the idea, which is usually what I like about remakes, uh, where I think that they succeed is when they don't just redo the same exact thing, because if they did something different, then that's great. I, I give them a lot of kudos. Whether it, it, it succeeds or fails, at least they tried to not just do the same thing. So I think that it was neat that they did something different. I went in wanting to not like that movie and came out of it enjoying I it. it. I I thought it, it could have been uh, I honestly I thought they would have called it something besides Evil Dead and would have made some minor changes. It wouldn't have even been an Evil Dead movie. I, I also thought, and I agree with you on that, I also thought it was bizarrely mean-spirited. The, the director seemed to want to make one of the most mean-spirited movies of the year. It just didn't work with me. Sometimes mean-spirited horror can work, yes. It didn't here. This came across as almost edgelordy. Look, we're splitting the tongue because ew. I like I like that it was somewhat mean-spirited. So this is a weird trilogy, and I'm going to call it that. Because you have the first film, which was the underground cult film, and then you have the second film, which was relatively successful and you know it was a Dino De Laurentiis film that Stephen King got made you know so that was a relatively big hit but still kind of underground then you have Army of Darkness from Universal wide release they wanted to make this a pop culture phenomenon and while that would happen later it certainly didn't happen when Army of Darkness came out that movie flopped hard oh, yeah. this is a weird trilogy in how it progressively gets more mainstream as it goes along, strangely enough. It is funny how uh, people look back upon the series and they think of it as this thing that's just been a hit the whole time. And it's like, no, it, it really wasn't. The only one it of them that fairly... actually made a profit was Evil Dead 2. Well, Evil Dead 1 made a profit over a long okay, period I, of time. Okay, I mean theatrically. But yeah, Evil Dead uh, Army of Darkness was just a, a gigantic flop. And it's a shame because it's great. I gotta go. I don't know what it is with me in part twos. Evil Dead 2 is my favorite film in the franchise. Well, that's a lot of people. Evil Dead 2 is their favorite of the franchise. I don't dislike Army of Darkness. I just think it's of the three, it's the worst one. Of the three. That doesn't make it bad. Just means if I had to pick the worst one of the three, it's Army of Darkness. What about something that, like a trilogy that's not a trilogy, but then is a trilogy? Like Extro. So you have original Extro, and then years later you have Extro 2, which only through one line of ADR dialogue, and clearly ADR, links it to the first movie, but it's a totally different alien and there's no real connection. Then you have Extro 3, Watch the Skies, which is, again, totally different and was not even made as an Extro movie. It just turned out that the production company or the distribution company had a movie about aliens called Watch the Skies, and they're like, hey, we actually have the rights to Extro. Now it's Extro 3, Watch the Skies. What about something like that where it's not really a trilogy, it just happens to have all the numbers after the title? It's weird uh, when you think about it, how many movies came something else or they inserted stuff like we talked about the Hellraiser movies where they took these pre-existing scripts that were not Hellraisers and made them into Hellraisers. It's a little bit different with the the Evil Dead series going back to that it was uh la casa uh, evil dead six i think they're up to with the la casas if you just but okay th that's japanese retitling that's not official that that doesn't count uh, well it's it's spanish isn't it 
It was, it yeah, was but I thought Spanish it was the, I thought it was the Japanese releases that retitled them to Evil Dead, though. I uh, oh yeah, you know what you're because right. because yes, yeah, the was, movies was, are Spanish, but I think it was the Japanese right, was releases the, that actually retitled them as Evil Dead sequels. So I think there's like six or seven. I, I covered all of them. So you think I'd know something like that is funny, um, where they'll incorporate something that uh, is not part of the series and make it part of the series. It it it's. Not what they initially set out to do, and it is what is a distributor intended. So something like that, I don't think so. But the extra series, I mean, that it really it is. It officially, it, I don't know. It's, so, it's a trilogy. Officially, it is, but it's not. Well, what about something is a trilogy? I mean, they've been trying to remake for years, but as I said, remakes don't count. And again, this is going to go to the, this exactly follows my Beverly Hills Cop formula. Maniac Cop. You have the surprise hit first film. You have the bigger on every level second film, which I, again, I like part twos, I guess. I like Maniac Cop 2 the best. And then you have the ultimately disappointing third film. I'm trying to get Bill to talk about third one. Um, he doesn't like talking get... about the third film. It, that, that's very much a sore spot. And I, I get it. I, after what happened, it's a sore mm-hmm. spot for Bill. I want to, I want to be able to tell the story and it like to, to get the, I mean, it's been decades now. I want to get it out there. What really happened. And, uh, so that's the thing where it was, that is a trilogy, but it is an unfortunate trilogy. Like he had, he have had the control that he had on one and two, I think the quality of three would have been just as good up there. But what do you think about Matt Cordell's story though? You know, over the course of these three movies. It kind of goes along the lines of the, like the Friday the 13th movies where people really started rooting for Jason. So I think as you watched it, you really did kind of, uh, you, you liked Matt Cordell. And so that's kind of why he really becomes let, he, he's still the villain in two, but he's more of like, I don't know. I, I started to, to like him more in two. It was almost like in a way he was going for redemption. I, I, I don't know. I, I think it's an interesting trilogy. I just, that, that's the other thing too. I want to talk to him about what was the intended story. Like what was the real way that things were supposed to go? Another trilogy that's not a trilogy, but is, all three movies are amazing. Canon's Ninja Trilogy, which oh god, it, yeah, it, it technically doesn't even become a trilogy until later because the only one with a number is Part Three. But you, so you've got Enter the Ninja, which is fantastic. You know, you and I did a retrospective with Mike White on all of these movies. Then you've got Revenge of the Ninja, which has no continuity at all with the first film, but Sho Kasuki's still in it. He's in all three, but he's three different characters. And then you have Ninja 3, The Domination, which is just amazing. But isn't it weird that the first two don't have, I mean, obviously the first one wouldn't have a number, but the second one didn't have a number, but then all of a sudden it's Ninja 3, and you're going, wait, where's Ninjas 1 and 2? Oh, it's those movies. It really, if it would have been Ninja the Domination instead of Ninja 3 the Domination, it wouldn't even be a trilogy. <laughs> Although I think somebody probably would have tied it together because it had Shokasugi in all three. And uh it it just, it works. Even though he's three different characters. And, and he's the three, villain in the first one. He's the villain in the first one. It's vastly different. But there's just something magical about the three of them. They're all good in their own way. And there is no 
real tying thread that keeps them together aside from there being a ninja. It's just there are three movies that are all about ninjas in one way or the other, and they're all awesome. The only weird thing I find with this is I, I get it. He was the bad guy in the first one, and he got his head cut off. Fine. But he's the good guy ninja in part two in Revenge, and he has almost the exact same backstory as his character with a different name in part three. I really don't know why they didn't make his character in the domination his character from revenge. I don't, it's even the same screenwriter for God's sake and the same director. I don't understand why he just wasn't playing the same character in two and three. Uh, maybe when they were doing it, uh, just something they, they didn't even realize it at the time. I don't know. I mean, there was a lot of drugs going on. <laughs> And it canon. So it's possible they weren't even really thinking. They were just, oh, let's just do another ninja movie. And they did it. And oh, wait, we could have tied this together. Crap. Yeah, I just I think it's strange where he's not playing the same character. But for all intents and purposes, he is. But he just has a different name and a slightly different background. It's mm-hmm. so weird. Yeah, they they could have done something with that, but they didn't. I don't know, uh, just short of ever talking to them. And at this point, it might come down to uh, talking to them and be like, why didn't you? And they're like, well, we didn't realize it. Yeah, I don't know. We just made a ninja movie. Like sometimes there's a lot of cases. I think to the 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 William Shatner episode of Star of um Saturday Night Live where they're asking him all the questions. Get a life, about people. Did yeah, get a life, people. And I think that kind of factors a lot into this. We overanalyze this stuff. We look at it and why didn't you do it? Why? And then they're just like, oh no. Like for them, it was just a job. I, I actually brought that Saturday Night Live episode up to William Shatner when I interviewed him. He he laughed and he said he couldn't believe I remembered that Saturday Night Live episode. Oh my. My God, it's legendary. He doesn't realize it's perfect. that. Wow, that's a surprise because that's something to me that I would think that people would bring up fairly often. It's so perfectly more more than anything now, especially how all encompassing you know nerddom has become. It's uh, just people asking these tiny questions. Like there was uh, something I was reading recently where there was, oh, oh, I'm sorry, not reading. Oh, this is somewhat depressing. Watching the first episode of The Chef Show, uh, it's uh, John Favreau was in a movie called Chef and he like learned how to, he learned kind of how to fake being a chef, but he does like cooking and he was doing a show with the guy who was, is a professional chef and he's doing this show bringing his celebrity friends on. And and they had Gwyneth Paltrow on and he's like, you know, this is just like the when we did Spider-Man. And she's like, I wasn't in Spider-Man. He's like, no, we were just we just did the last Spider-Man movie. I wasn't in the last Spider-Man movie. No, we were we were in Spider-Man. No, that was the Avengers. No. And he and she's finally like, oh, that was a Spider-Man movie. And it's like, oh, my God, you don't even know the multimillion dollar production that you're in. Yeah, I've seen stuff like that. But we're going to go back to topic. Yes. How about the reanimator? trilogy this one also almost follows the beverly hills cop formula again you have the surprise hit first film which i love and is the best film in the franchise this time i'm not picking part two then you have the in this case total cluster that is bride and then you have the years later why did you make this beyond reanimator wasn't there 
a fourth one. No, for years, what they were going to do is before, before Beyond Reanimator ever got made, there was going to be one where a sequel to Bride, where it's it's about bringing the president back to life. The president gets assassinated, and I, I don't know if West and Dan are just in Washington or something, but they're brought in, and they're, they have to bring the president back to life. And it was supposed to be a political satire, and this was supposed to be the mid-90s. That never got off the ground. And then years later, they made that horrible Beyond Reanimator worthless piece of crap. Okay, I'm like, I'm trying to remember, like I thought there was something. I think some people think... Yeah, uh, it's, it is a peculiar series, <laughs> trilogy. Okay, I just recently rewatched Bride of Reanimator, my first time seeing it since the early 1990s. This film is a cluster This film doesn't work on any level. It feels like Bride of Reanimator is trying to make five different scripts into one movie. Every 15 to 20 minutes, you have a new plot line being introduced, and the last plot line is completely forgotten. Dan is totally into what they're doing, and then he's not, and then he is, and then he's not, and then he is, and then he's not. Bride is a complete disaster of a movie. It feels like, like I said, it feels like they took five aborted scripts and just blended them all into one movie and said, make it. It's been a very long time. Uh, I I want to watch them again because I want to do some videos on the rest of the reanimator movies. But uh, it's uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I really don't remember that much. Well, and, th- and then you even have, like I said, beyond, you know, all these years later, Jeffrey Combs looks bored as hell in the movie. The entire film was shot in Mexico. And with the exception of Jeffrey Combs and the female lead, all of the actors are obviously dubbed because while you can tell that they're speaking English, they're, the story is their accents were so thick, their Mexican accents, they they weren't even trying to drop their accents. They were all dubbed in post by American actors, and it's not good ADR, man. I no. I had so many problems trying to watch Beyond. I'm like, if you're going to f*** it up this bad, why are you even making it? They probably thought they could pull it off and couldn't. Well, they couldn't. We, we covered this trilogy not a couple of months ago. Cyborg, how do you think that works as a trilogy, since, again, this is another one that's a trilogy that wasn't meant to be a trilogy? And yes, I know the Nemesis movies are supposedly connected, and there's supposedly another Cyborg movie, but it's not out, so that doesn't count. It, uh, I mean, at least there is the tie-in of Cash, although it's played by, uh... Two actresses. Two actresses, and who wasn't even involved in the first film, and it's, yeah, it, it is... That's one where I put it more that Cyborg 2 and 3 are sequels. They're sort of their own franchise? They're sort of their own thing, yeah, because if you watch one and then watch two and three, it's... It's something else completely. Here's one where I'm going to come up a little bit short. I've only seen two of these three movies, but I know there are three. Witchboard. I've never seen Witchboard 3. I never got around to it. I liked Witchboard. I remember Witchboard 2 was pretty bad, which is, I think, why I never got around to Witchboard 3. Witchboard 1 is a lot of fun. Witchboard uh, 1 is a lot Tony, of fun. With Tony Katayan, and uh, I think... I, I think I'm with you. I think I haven't seen the third one either. I also kind of mixed them up with witchcraft and witchcraft, well, witchcraft is what? up to 16 now. So <laughs> they're on eight, witchcraft 89. Hey, so oh, hey, okay. We have a Patreon thing. 
where if people hit a certain price point, they get to pick the topic. And we've got a picked topic from somebody in a, in a month or two. One of you bastards out there is probably going to hit that point and then make us do the witch, the witchcraft movies. And I'm going to hate you for it. And, and Cecil and Peter are going to hate me for making them watch them too. Yeah, mostly because it's just, that's 18 movies and I don't, I, I've seen... I've seen 1 through 10. It, okay, is it bad enough that I've seen 10 of them? Oh my god. I've seen... I don't even know how many I've seen. I've seen a bunch. and I gave I up in the early 2000s, man. Any of them being particularly good. I'm sure the past 8 have probably all just been shot on digital. And that's the, the saving grace, I would say, to the early ones where they at least looked halfway decent. Oh, uh, then you are uh, misremembering them greatly. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> you are you are greatly misremembering these. Well, they weren't they weren't shot on video. They were at least shot on film, weren't they? Uh the first three I think were shot on film. Then they went to shot on video. Then the, ooh, okay. I, I I know the first one was on film. I think two and three were because two and three were shot back to back. So I think those were shot on film. It might even have been 16, though. might not even have been 35. Well, I mean, still, it does add a layer of legitimacy to it. It does look, I mean, even 16 blown up to 35, it looks good. Uh, it looks better than a lot of early shot on video. Almost any film, even, even eight millimeter blown up looks better than shot on video. I'm just saying, I know some bastard out there is gonna hit the Patreon number and then say, I want a witchcraft retrospective and I'm gonna hate you every second I'm watching these. Well, I will do it though. Then. I'm trying to warn gonna, them not to. It's gonna take, it's gonna take a, no, you, by you warning them, it's gonna make them want to. So, st- I mean, the only positive side is that there's gonna be a whole 18 movies of boot that's true there are lots of boobies there are lots of boobies but aside from that it's just it's going to be pain and have it like do they even have like a box set or something no the movies i think like the first six are owned by i want to say it was it was vidmark but i might be wrong but like one company and then another company made the next two and then this guy that's churning out these shot on videotape ones are another company so no there is no box set they're like five different companies that own all the different movies (sighs) <sighs> yeah. So l- let's go back to trilogies. Let's go back to trilogies. Uh-huh. Now this one's technically not a trilogy because Roger Corman says a couple of later dinosaur movies are actual sequels to Car- Carnosaur, but officially there are three Carnosaur movies. Okay, maybe I have no taste. I really like the first Carnosaur. I really do. Carnosaur 2 is not bad. Carnosaur 3 has no reason to exist. I don't like Carnosaur 1. Like, it's it's okay. I love Carnosaur 2 because it is a blatant... It's aliens. ...rip-off of aliens, only it's dinosaurs in place of aliens. It is so bad. Like, as far as... It's, it's plagiaristic. It's plagiaristic. And like I said, I, I, I like 2. I just, I like Carnosaur 1 better. I don't know. Uh, I liked the concept of them using the the chicken eggs to uh like uh like DNA and all that to uh to raise the uh, the dinosaur I like seeing Diane of... Ladd with a chest burster I mean a dinosaur burster a dinosaur <laughs> I need to go back and, and watch that again. I hope that uh, Shout Factory or somebody picks those up and puts them on uh, on Blu-ray. And uh, again, this is a franchise I do want to get to at some point. Warlock the Warlock Trilogy. 
where you've got the first one where Julian Sands is just killing it. And then you got the second one where Julian Sands looks like he doesn't want to be there. And then you've got the third one where you just go, what are you doing? What, why are you doing this? Well, it was Bruce Payne in the third one, trying his best. No, I'm just to, talking the movie in general. Julian I know Sands. Bruce Payne took over the Julian Sands character, but the movie is just so, what do you hope to accomplish with this? Uh, make money. I think that yeah, it really did not. is what it came down to. No, it most well, it was it went straight to video, didn't it? Actually, I think um, the second one was. I think the second no, the, the second, second one only one had was a theatrical. It was the second one was a big deal. I'm pretty sure the second one got a big theatrical release because I remember them marketing the crap out of it. Because uh, I, I don't because remember the, seeing. I never saw the second one in the theater. I didn't see that till video. Whereas now with the Warlock movies, I love the first one. The first, oh, the first movie is brilliant. shockingly good. And then two, I remember not being great, but not being awful. And then three was just, what the hell was that? The first one got released in 1,300 theaters. Yeah, so I, saw that the was third, the, I saw the first one in the theater. No, 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 the, the, the did I say the you first one? You said the first the second one. one. Okay. The second one got, yeah, I mean, the second one had a 1,300 theater release. That is pretty big for a movie from Trimark in 1993. They really thought they were onto something. And the, because the first one was such a surprise hit. The first one is phenomenal. Well, it, it, it also, this it. also follows the Beverly Hills Cop formula. First film is a surprise hit that nobody expected. Second film is bigger, wider release and bigger in every way and then the third film is a complete and utter disappointment uh the third one had its moments i i wouldn't call it a, a complete disappointment but uh they they really if they would have ended the series with one i think everybody probably would have been fine uh i do know a lot of people that like the second one though uh i need to i need to revisit I, I literally have not seen that since maybe 1992 on vhs to, to this day i don't think i've ever seen it widescreen for god's sake Oh, wow. It got restored not too long ago, so uh, it shouldn't be too easy to, or shouldn't be too hard to, uh, to find. I remember they obviously had a bump in budget. And well, yeah, because the first one was a shockingly surprise hit. No one thought that movie would make the amount of money that it did. No, but that's the the power of strong writing and strong performances. Everybody in that was just on the top of their game. Like every like you liked you liked uh, the warlock for being evil. You liked Redfern for being a very stoic good hero. The, 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 the bad guy kills a child and drinks his body fat yeah. in a theatrically released movie. In a theatrically released movie, and they don't pussyfoot around it. They don't show the kid being killed, but it is it is obvious that that's what you know they show what has happened and it is a very like oh dear lord he just did what we have a retrospective coming up next month where darren's gonna join us because remakes don't count even though we'll be talking about that in the retrospective larry cohen's it's alive trilogy so i don't want to dive too deep into this one because we have a full retro coming up but this is one that is strangely where the third film is the strongest. It might not be the best quality-wise. God, is Island of the Alive awesome. Oh, it's just a pisser. It's so... It's just... It's so batshit insane. Going complete bonkers. So, like I said, we'll skip that for now. What about... You don't get this as much. I mean, yeah, there's stuff like the Hangover trilogy, which, you know, is obviously never meant to be a trilogy. What about when you get a weird sex comedy trilogy, like Porky's? It's a trilogy. I know for it, for years that they, they they talked about making a remake or a Porky's Four, but as it stands, it's a trilogy. I'm gonna out myself here. I hate all of these movies. 
I don't like the Porky's movies at all. My ex-wife used to love these, so I've seen them a bunch of times. I never got into the Porky's movies. Never one of them made me laugh or made me care about these characters at all. The Porky's remake that they had talked about forever and ever, it was uh, back when Howard Stern was, t- and he's infamous for talking about things that never happened, you know, never like ideas and stuff that never come to fruition. But he was talking about how he was going to produce the Porky's remake, and it was this big deal, and, it was, and talk- for years we're talking about that, and it just never happened. So uh, at this point, who knows? I, c- I could see them almost doing something stupid, like remaking Porky's as a PG-13 film because why not i really like the porky's movies uh there's it's just it's it's teen sex comedies i kind of put it up there uh, the first one i put up there with revenge of the nerds as far as just being completely inappropriate and wrong and still funny like there are parts that you do wince at now where it's like Oosh, like they that didn't absolutely- age well yeah, that didn't age well. They couldn't do that now. But it's the beauty of that age of just not giving a fuck. And again, it's a movie. Like, no one got hurt, really. So I think some people have a hard time remembering that. It, oh, this is terrible. It's like, well, they all got paid and they all had fun. And a lot of them came back and did the sequels. So obviously they, they weren't doing this at, at gunpoint. They were doing it. It was a job and they enjoyed it. So, uh, by the director fun. of a Christmas story by Bob Clark of all, of, of all people. I, I, a lot of these like Warlock, Witchboard and all that. I want to do deep dives, big, you know, in-depth retrospectives at some point, which we'll eventually get down to. This is one that no one knows these movies and i really want to do a retrospective on the thunder warrior trilogy well i know them because they're post-apocalyptic no they're not at least the first two aren't am i am i thinking of something else thunder this warrior is... are rambo ripoffs oh 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 god I must what are you thinking of oh god so I'm like, no, uh, I mean, like, okay, the third one, I don't remember a lot about. I'm like, maybe they went post-apocalyptic, but the first two, it, it, they're, they're Rambo ripoffs with, with, you know, an American Indian instead of, you know, John Rambo. Yeah, no, there's a, uh, there's something, there's a post-apocalyptic series. I, I, I can't remember now. I'm totally blanking. But yeah, it, it was, uh, it was a post-apocalyptic uh, trilogy. I'll, I'll dig it up. But uh, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, the, uh, the, the American Indian uh, Rambo film, which. Uh, uh, like this is a trilogy this. no one knows. I mean, even people. Who it's a trilogy kn- where most people don't even know of the first one, let right. alone that there's three of them. Well, yeah, because I know some people that are like, I seem to remember that, and then you're like, wait, wait that's a trilogy. There are three of those. Yes, there are. <laughs> there certainly are. So I'd like to do a deep dive into that one just because I think the bread and butter for this audience that's listening to this show is the franchises nobody remembers. I think that's where where our sweet spot is, you know? I'm sure there are probably people shouting at their uh, computer or whatever they're listening to us on. and y- You forgot about... You know, and they're th- they're yelling some trilogy that, that we haven't talked about yet or we missed. I I, I missed it last week. Yes, I'll po- I'll point this out. I completely missed a duopoly. I wish I had brought up a fan brought up the Blackula duopoly. Yeah, okay, Scream Blackula Scream blows, but it's still a two movie franchise. Wish I brought it up last week. That's gonna happen. Sorry. How about the one, the only Chuck Norris trilogy out there, the Out of Order Missing in Action trilogy? Yeah, the first one, and then the prequel, and then the, well, because then they re- that, that is then they just released- so 
Cecil. That yeah. is just so bizarre that they shot one and two back to back and then decided that two was the stronger movie, so we're going to play that one as the first one, but it won't make any sense, so we play that the second one now as a prequel, even though that was the first one, and you just kind of like... I, Okay, Canon. I'm going to go back to your thing. There was a lot of cocaine in Canon in the 80s. Yeah, it certainly was. Oh, and to answer uh, the, the trilogy that I was thinking of was Empire of Ash. Oh, okay. Because I just like I, – I was thinking, okay, it's been th- – Maybe 30 years since I've seen Thunder Warrior 3, I'm like, maybe that one did go post-apocalyptic? I just don't remember it. That'd be great. The third one all of a sudden is a, uh, a, a American, you know, an Indian who's fighting in post-apocalyptic future. Hell yeah. It, it would be but, the uh, old Tim Truman scout comic or something. But, uh, but yeah, Empire of Ash, there's another, that trilogy. Where I believe, I don't, I haven't dug too far into those, but I believe they were shot relatively close to one another. Trilogies that we're just getting now. Like, okay, John Wick is a trilogy right now. Okay, there is absolutely a fourth movie coming. But at the time we're recording this, there are three. But then you have, there's a third Bill and Ted movie literally being shot right now. We have a third Devil's Rejects movie that apparently has been shot and hasn't come out yet. So right now, these two franchises are duopolies, but they're basically trilogies is you know, down the line. Well, technically, it would be the House of a Thousand Corpses 3. Because it was House of a Thousand Corpses, Devil's Rejects, and now it's... Three uh, from Hell. Three from Hell. So, like, what what do you even call that? Well, that even goes back to the Rambo thing. You know, Rambo First Blood Part 2, but then it's Rambo 3. It should actually be Rambo 2 First Blood Part 3. I'm calling it that the Devil's Rejects because... That's what the characters are called. They're not called the House of a Thousand Corpses characters. In continuity, they're called the Devil's Rejects. There's that one news report in the movie that mentions that. So it's the Devil's Rejects trilogy. It is the easiest way to let people know because more people saw Devil's Rejects than they saw House of a Thousand Corpses. And rightfully so because Devil's Rejects was was definitely the the best of those two. Oh, without a doubt. Uh, it's it's interesting. I don't know how it's going to be. I hope he can recapture that magic that he had with part two. I part, hope he you know, can cause... explain how the, all the characters are back because we clearly saw them all get gunned down with a massive barrage of machine gun fire in the last movie. So unless, I... unless something supernatural is introduced, I don't know how these characters are still here. I am going to go out on a limb here, and here's my theory. Being that it's three from hell, I have a feeling that all three of them died, they go to hell, they make a pact with the devil, so it's going to be some sort of supernatural thing, and they come back, and they are now wreaking havoc on Earth uh, as, like, uh, not not zombies undead, but they are undead now. I think that I think I could very much see Rob Zombie going in that direction with it. Well, now there was one I was going to talk about where after I thought about it, I said, but this isn't actually a trilogy. Then I was going to talk about the Riddick trilogy, but then there's goddamn piece of shit animated direct to video thing, which would make this four fucking movies now. If we count that stupid anime thing. It really was like a, I mean, it, it was only even 55, length, right? 60 minutes or something, but it's still, I love the three Riddick movies. And it does fill in the gap between Pitch Black and Chronicles. There are three Riddick movies and there's that stupid goddamn special that was awful. I love the director. Okay. When he's off doing his own thing, fine. That Riddick animated movie was garbage on every level 
And then, really, the video game was a movie. Uh, it, uh, it, 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 I mean, it was a playable movie. It had. You also had that, uh, but then you also had that special, that TV special prequel about Riddick breaking out of prison. Does that count mm-hmm. then? It's, I don't know with the Riddick stuff. I don't know. Because the thing is, you can watch Pitch Black Chronicles and then Riddick and have. It's a total, a it's a full story. Experience. So, and then I think if you want more, then you can play the video game. Then you can watch the anime, which, uh, for better or worse, if you want, I mean, there's, I, there, I think there's comic books and stuff too. Uh, so I guess it, it really comes down to how, again, how you want to define this. Do you really want to say, well, this is, this is a movie? Cause it's not feature length. So you could argue that, well, the anime wasn't feature length, so it doesn't count. Well, but, see, the reason I'm counting and it's the same reason I I say the Matrix is not a trilogy because the Animatrix was a video special. It was direct to video, but it was a special. So to me, that makes the Matrix a forfer. I, I won't, uh, I won't argue with you about that, but it just, I, again, it's, it, um, more people should probably watch the Animatrix than the third film, but I, I can't disagree with you. <laughs> And just kind and I don't of even like the second one. But it, it was clear that uh, they really only had. They were trying off. the Beverly Hills Cop formula, and they overcompensated greatly. They really could have made two and three into one movie, but that was the time when it's like, hey, if we stretch this out enough, we can make uh, three films and make more money, which was later uh, adopted for the like the Harry Potters and all those other where it's like, well, we've got the last book in the series. We need to break it into two movies so we can make more money. Well, you also have the Peter Jackson thing. Hey, we have this relatively short book. Let's make a nine fucking hour trilogy out of it. The trilogy no one wants to remember is a trilogy. Trilogy of Terror? No, there's actually only two. <laughs> ironically enough, only two of those. But <laughs> All right. the the American Ring movies, because with Rings coming out, that's now a trilogy. The Ring, yeah. American remake, had its moments. It wasn't perfect. It wasn't awful, though. There were things that worked. There were things that didn't. The Ring 2 was embarrassingly bad. And then The Ring 3 said, hold my beer. Or Rings, sorry. Rings. Rings was, if I'm not mistaken, I don't remember if it was the worst or one of the worst films of that year that I had put down, but it was embarrassing. It, it was bad. shockingly bad. Like, how did you release the, the Predator levels of, this is unreleasably bad? It, 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 yeah, it was just god awful. And yet, yet Vincent D'Onofrio in a good chunk of it. How? Like, you just make a movie that bad. Now, I really enjoyed the first, uh, The Ring. Uh, it was, it was a departure from the J-Horror. But which, which is why uh, I called it the American trilogy where I'm, we're completely leaving the Ringu stuff out. Oh, well, God, I think they're, they're on to like, uh, what, six? Uh, and the TV are, show. Yeah, and the TXA and the TV shows. But yeah, the, the Ringu, I think is fantastic. And then, uh, The Ring, I think is good because it just kind of takes the idea and goes in different directions with it. Uh, Ring 2 is bad. And then Rings is embarrassingly bad. It is, uh, everything that is wrong with remakes. Well, it's not a remake. It, it, it's supposed to be a sequel. Well, but it's, I mean, it is a... It, it's a soft reboot, but they do mention the events of the others, so it is a seek, it's a sequel, kinda. But it is a, it is a sequel remake fit disaster. It, it sucks. If you've never, if you haven't seen it, 
count yourself lucky. It is, you can't even make fun of it. It's just bad. Why do you think trilogies nowadays when everything is, you know, we're making a, a new sequel 25 years later and all this, even though we've had a couple of asterisks with some of these trilogies, are you surprised that there's this many trilogies that just stay at three? Not really. Because a lot of times, as we've said, that the first one is the surprise, the second one is the follow-up that uh, is made because the first one was such a surprise hit, and usually they they pump up the uh, everything, and then they try to do that again with the third one, and they fail, and it it does miserably. So they don't ever green light a fourth one. So, or if they do green light a fourth one, it's decades later. So I think a lot of them have ended on three. However, I would not be surprised if we ended up getting more and more uh, movies popping up. I mean, hell, uh, they ended uh, Jurassic Park on three for the longest time. And then Jurassic World happened and made a bazillion dollars. Now they're continuing with that. So I don't think that they're ever completely done. We might revisit this in a year. And a lot of movies that we were talking about that were trilogies are now, uh, what, quadrilogies? Is quadrilogies. Trilogies or more. With trilogies or, yeah, or more, you know, and so I don't think that that's completely out of the question. Uh, as long as Hollywood is going to continue to, uh, uh, scrape for ideas, then, uh, we're going to continue to get some more and more sequels. Well, on that note, besides pimping the Nord VPN and the Adam and Eve codes, and I'm seriously, do, do the Nord thing, people. It'll really help us out. But where can people find Cecil? They can find me over at uh, goodbadflix.com and goodbadflix on YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, Facebook, and 1201beyond.com. You can find me at 1201beyond.com. Remember, 1201beyond.com backslash VPN, And you can contact me at 1201beyond at gmail.com. Guys, tell us how many we missed. And, you know, we got that Patreon thing, too, I mentioned. You know what? If you hit it, I will take, you know what, I'll, I'll remember to breathe, but I will take it up the ass for the witchcraft movies if you really want to go that route. Please don't. Like, if you, if you like my sanity. Because remember, I gotta force these guys to watch them too. I don't want to watch 18 witchcraft movies. (laughs) Try to be a cut above. Keep one foot in the gutter, one fist in the gold. Have a good night.
Beyond production. Find it and other great content at 1201beyond.com.